0: You are listening to Alter Echo, a scripture and message podcast with Pastors Andy Smith and Kim Kylo of St. John's Lutheran Church, ELCA, Lakeville, Minnesota. Thanks for joining us and worshiping with us. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Alter Echo for this weekend, March 4th and 5th. This is our scripture and message podcast for this time of the year when we are just getting into the month of March, but also starting to move into the heart of the season of Lent as well. This season of self reflection, self examination, this season of confession and repentance, this season of finding a new awareness that God's desired relationship with us is one of directness and honesty, and it is merciful, and it is a promise. So we are looking forward to these weeks ahead, and I'm so thankful that we can join each other on this podcast this weekend and start to go deeper in our faith. And that in, is indeed the topic today. This sermon uh, this morning or this weekend is entitled, Growth in Your Soul, Growth in for your soul or in your soul. We're going to be reading some very famous words from the Gospel of John in just a second here, verses 1 through 17 of chapter 3. So if you'll get your Bibles out, and go ahead and pause this podcast if you need to to get your Bible, but turn to the chapter, the third chapter of the Gospel of John, and we'll read the first 17 verses, and here is how John puts it. Nicodemus said to him, How can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the spirit is spirit. but in order that the world might be saved through him. Dear friends, this is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Will you please join me in a word of prayer as we begin today? Let us pray. O Lord God, we come, often in secret or by night. We yearn to understand your ways, to trust your love, how can these things be help us like nicodemus to follow jesus until we see him lifted up on the cross and believe amen well let me ask you this first today i want to know what do you do with the gift you've received Hmm? do you use it and cherish it and care for it and give thanks for it or do you ignore it (laughs) well I would hope and my guess would be that hopefully a hundred percent of the time it's the former not the latter I mean this is what we do with gifts we use them we cherish them we love them we give thanks for them we we learn to appreciate them more and more and more Nicodemus comes to Jesus at night because he's heard of the gift salvation through Christ and through his grace which is pure gift to us Here's the gift is a double gift a gift is given to us and it's a pure gift nothing we can do to achieve it but just simply receive it (laughs) we can't achieve it but we can simply receive it and he knows, Nicodemus does, that he needs to go deeper to even begin to, to understand this gift and then to cherish it, you know, and to care for it and to let it make him even more of a human being because that's what this kind of gift from Jesus can do, the gift of salvation, the promise and he has to go deeper in order to be a vessel himself filled with the promise of the gift, which is eternity, that he can carry with him, but that also he can share. Okay. But he can't let it impact him or share its incredible hope with others unless he goes deeper so his soul can grow with the gift and start to understand it more so that he can be born from above, born of the Spirit, born of Christ's Spirit around this gift, so that he can share it with real authenticity and share his faith with others. Nicodemus knows this. He comes to Jesus searching for more, wanting to go deeper, wanting to understand this gift better so that it can impact him even more and more and more and impact others. I got to tell you, in light of that, in light of Nicodemus going to Jesus, spending that time talking, listening, learning, I'm really worried that we not only aren't finding ways to deepen our lives in this time of the world's history or grow in our souls but I'm, I'm worried also that we just don't even want to. Hmm. Just think about that for a second. I'm holding in my hand my cell phone. A big part of the problem is this, this device that I've got in my hand, the phone. It's, it's not only our kids' noses that are glued to that phone 24-7. We see it all the time. Pictures that we take of our kids show them with their noses glued to their phones but it's it's our problem also we are adults are a big part of the problem and here's yet another part of this problem we are letting an absolutely unregulated electronic artificial intelligence device <laughs> govern us can can we believe that we are allowing this we are letting our kids but also us ourselves be governed by factless disinformation, by massive, manipulative, omnipresent consumerism and advertising. We are letting ourselves and our kids in America here especially, I mean, this is what we can talk about. We're Americans. We are letting ourselves be governed by eye candy that very often is anything but good for us. We are letting ourselves be governed by conspiracy theories, unregulated that come across these phones, lickety-split, and by the power of dissociation and pure distraction. We see it all the time. It affects our work productivity. We carry on text conversations with people. We might as well be on the phone with them. And, and that doesn't work well when we're trying to be productive or, or think. Meanwhile... And there's so much more we could talk about, of course. Meanwhile, huge destructive things are happening in our country and world. And we couldn't be bothered to put down our phones or to quit learning the next dance on TikTok and go deeper into what really matters. We don't appear to want to. This is what worries me most, we aren't going to Jesus in the night like Nicodem- Nicodemus did. We aren't going to, to our, our, our books, to reading, to studying, to conversing. This is a similar analogy to Nicodemus going to Jesus in the night. We aren't going there and deepening our souls. We aren't, I don't think, like we used to perhaps, yearning for conversation with God and asking questions and receiving insight and guidance and having that experience nearly often enough. I wanna read a quote to you from Richard Foster from his book, The Celebration of Discipline, that speaks to this and then I wanna tell you two stories before I ask you about how you feel about this and what we might wanna do about it. The quote is so simple, he says this, superficiality is the curse of our age. The doctrine of instant satisfaction is a primary spiritual problem. The desperate need today is not for a greater number of intelligent people or gifted people, but for deep people. The fact that he talks about this as a primary spiritual problem that our spirits, that even being born from above like Jesus said, having a new insight in us isn't happening because instant gratification and devices and a a drawing in to those things and succumbing to them is what is governing our lives. So here are the two stories. I had a fellow in a former congregation, and I've probably told you this before, who was having this very realization that his life wasn't being deepened. He wasn't challenging himself. He was backing away from faith practices, from things that were healthy and good that that enlivened him, you know, that made him thrive even more. And he was just going through the motions at work, at home, everywhere else he was involved in life, church, everywhere. And he had this realization and knew that he needed to do something about it. So he asked his wife, and she said yes, thankfully, but I think joyfully too. He asked his wife if he could build a small altar and put it in one corner of the living room in their house. She said he could, so he went to work and he built this this little altar, brought it in, put it in the corner, brought in two candles and his Bible, and then a chair. But at this altar, he also built a little kneeler. And so every morning, I believe around five o'clock in the morning when he got up before work, before breakfast, before anything, he went down to the living room, he lit the two candles, he opened his Bible to passages that he wanted to read, and then he knelt At the altar and he prayed first he he asked God to draw him close to to God he asked God to open up this space where he could be and think and pray and listen and learn and where he and God could be together and then he read the scripture lessons that he wanted to read for that day and then he prayed again, thanking God for being there with him and for entering into his life and helping him. And then he sat back in his chair and just sat and listened and thought and, and uh, pondered things for 15 or 20 minutes to start every day. He said, he told this to our men's group that met on Friday mornings. This was in Brainerd. He said that it changed his life completely. He said the the depth, the openness, the sense of fulfillment, the sense that he was doing the right thing and that it was something he needed to do a long time ago, the feeling he got when he was at church that he was growing in faith and that God was guiding him in ways that made him thrive so much. He said he never felt better in his life. Consider that, contrast that to us getting sucked into having our noses in our phones, our phones ever-present, on us, buzzing, beeping, notifying us of things that don't matter. Putting things up on the screen that might not even be true. Not looking for places where we can find real knowledge, real facts, but letting this be our Our mind, consider and contrast that with this fellow who came to God in the dark of the morning, kinda like Nicodemus did and asked for help, asked for deepening, asked for insight, and he got it. And he said it changed his life. He said he had never felt better. Here's the second quick story, and similar in a way. My niece was on a study abroad semester not long ago. It was in Central America. She signed up for the class knowing that one of the requirements was that every student needed to leave their cell phone home. It had something to do with poor service in different places that they would be. But more than anything, part of the class revolved around being fully present. Being fully present in the class. No cell phones needed. All the kids were a little daunted by this, but they willingly signed up for the for the class in the semester, knowing that this was the requirement. Parents back home were the ones that gave them the harder time, because parents, for whatever reason today, think that we have to keep track of our kids 24-7. Even college-age kids who should be on their own, learning to become themselves, learning to self-actualize, to, to differentiate from their parents, but, What she said, what she told me after the semester was over was just like a bolt of lightning, a lightning bolt coming to me again and again and again and challenging me also, like it might challenge you when you hear this. She said she could not believe how free she felt not having her phone. She said she couldn't believe how much less worry she had when she didn't have her phone. She got to be fully alive, she said. I, she said, I've, I've never felt this free about things ever in my life. She said, I, I loved it. I wasn't checking my phone constantly. I wasn't waiting to see what I was missing. The fear of missing out, you know, FOMO. She said, I loved the freedom of not being tethered to that phone. And she said, I learned so much on this trip, not just from the class, but about myself. I think she grew in her soul in those weeks and months in that semester abroad. I think my former parishioner grew in his soul like crazy after deciding to go deeper, asking God to take him deeper, asking God to open up his mind. I think his soul grew, his wisdom grew, his his insight grew, her insight grew, her as a young college student, her wisdom probably went into overdrive because of this. So I want to ask you how you feel about this? How do you feel about slowing down in the season of Lent long enough to consider something like this? Long enough to consider how critically important it probably is to our lives, not just a benefit to us, not that we only do things for just our benefit, but because it's critically important to us. How do we look at life around us and talk about it in authentic ways unless we go deeper with our soul and ask God for insight and breadth and length and height and depth of understanding? How do you feel about this? Would you take up the challenge to find a significant way to materially put your phone down or away for substantial amounts of time during Lent here and try something new? Would you use some of that time that you're not on your phone to go deeper with God and to grow in your soul? Would you consider stepping back and trying a new pattern of living? This is the gift that God gives to us. It's the gift of trying to understand more and more and more why He has promised to save us, why He has promised to lay down His life for us, why that should matter to us to know about and to think about more deeply, and how that impacts us as we carry that promise with us in our earthly shells of, of life, our vessels that we carry eternity with us and somehow impact others with it as well? How would you feel about taking up that challenge to grow in your souls and to come to God more and more? We thank God for this promise and this gift, and we ask God to help us not ignore it, (laughs) but to cherish it and understand it and love it and use it. In Christ's name, amen. And now God's word is alive in us again anew. And we get the blessing of being called to let it echo through us out into the world in which we live. Everyone, If you wish to give your offering now to support things like this podcast and the work and ministry of St. John's Church in Lakeville, Minnesota, I invite you to do that. Please go to our website at sjlcl.org. I'll repeat it, sjlcl.org. And up in the right-hand corner, you'll see a little button named Donate. Hit that button and you can give your offering to God and for the work of God in the world through this church in Lakeville, Minnesota. Thank you in advance for the gifts and the offerings that you give. And now as we go on our way, we are sent with the blessing of peace, the benediction. Dear friends, may the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face and the rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, till we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. God loves you, everyone. God be with you until next week.